Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. The Deuce is wild about you and your family, especially your sister, Janine. Wow, look at Janine. Janine, Janine, Janine. Oh, Janine. Thinking of you, Janine. Episode 295. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're excited to, to, to be here. I'm excited to be here. I can't speak for you. No, I'm excited. Are you? Yeah. You sound more mellow, uh, like low-key excited. about. Well, I, w- I was just taking notes. Yeah. So... I yeah. could. I, I my hands weren't free to do a ham bone. Are, are they as are if you, as they are when I when I get excited do about you, things? Do you often ham bone during whenever I'm episodes? whenever I'm particularly excited? Then the, yeah, the, yeah, then the spirit moves me and I can't help but but get to ham boning. I think we have a special guest here in the studio. Do you want to come say hi? Oh no, we might my 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 kiddos here. Come say hi, Oliver. Come say hi to the people. The, the people want to hear you. Okay, go ahead. Hi, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. My name is Sassy McSasser. <laughs> he, I think he was doing an impression of me there. Uh, some yeah. of you may not know my middle name is Sasser. Yeah. He likes to call me Sassy McSasser or the Sass Man or Big Man or uh, what else do you call me? Chubby Man. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got a variety of nicknames. Hey, watch that uh, tennis racket, buddy. Let's leave that downstairs. Life gets fascinating when you're, mm-hmm. uh, as you can tell. Yep. Um, this episode is going really well. You got to play tennis downstairs. I get it. You know, it was, it's a little bit of squash. It's like uh, indoor squash, but not on a squash mm-hmm. court and with a carpet. So it's more like hit. It's, it's like it's like hitting tennis balls off the side of a garage, but every everywhere is the side of the garage because you're inside. It's true. It's true. You really summed up the experience. Um, I think someone's murdering him. I think it's my wife. Anyway, uh, how are you? All right. Um, we uh, we're we're a little winded. I did some garage tennis before I got here. Did you? How'd it go? Did you beat yourself? Yeah, no, I kept that ball all over the place, nice. off, off walls, ceilings, floors. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, did you ever? Did you ever have the desire to like, uh, like a cat-like desire to to play to kind of bat the the tennis ball that was hanging on the string that your did your parents do that? Like hang the tennis ball in the string? They to, didn't. To, to uh, nowhere, to, nowhere to park. Nah, they never did that. I don't yeah. know why they didn't get into that. Yeah, um, I feel like because I even I can try to remember if my grandfather had one. My, I don't my know gr- that he did. They yeah. did. We didn't have a full on garage back east. We just had like a carport, and so it wasn't so much. Uh, it didn't close in the back, so you didn't need to get so far. Yeah, he just kind of you like leave a, leave a place to walk in front of the trash cans, and you're yeah. golden. Uh, but yeah, here no, I never saw. They never did it, and I've had to like find other markers in there to, to know how far. And I'm like, a tennis ball would be useful, frankly. There you go, there you go. Well, that's something for the listeners. Listeners, did you know this is a retro move? So you'll see. Ten- like, tennis uh, ball could be useful. Tennis ball could be useful. You mm-hmm. can actually use a tennis ball. You can hang it 
from your garage right where you want the car's windshield to, to be. And then when you bump the car windshield into the tennis ball, you know you've gone park. far enough. Yep, mm -hmm. that's that's when you put it in park. Yep, uh, and that's what that's what people used to do back in the day, in the early days of, of cars. Mm -hmm. um, like Al Capone used to do that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he had a guy to do it for him. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, the principle remains the same. No, he still wanted it though. He was like, "Or else you're parking all over the goddamn place." Yeah, get yeah. a fucking tennis ball up here. Yeah. That's what that scene with the the baseball bat in the Untouchables movie was actually about. Mm -hmm. That was the guy who didn't put the tennis ball out in yep. the garage. Um, mm -hmm. and not being part of the team, you got to yep. be a team player. Mm -hmm. It's all about being a team player. In, in Capone's organization. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, talk about jobs that I would want to have. Working for Al Capone? Yeah. Or just being a general mafioso in the early 20th century? Uh, more working for Al Capone in particular. I feel like he was a little more volatile than a lot of them, you know? Yeah, well, most of them were, you know, angry at I wanna, times. I want to be uh, one of those those stable uh, mob families, like work for one of those. Yeah, like you which know? ones? Um, Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know specific examples, but I'm assuming there had to be Families who are just like, let's just not fuck with anybody, and you know, maybe we just do our business. And how about instead of like killing you, we'll just sort of like, I don't know, dock you pay or something. I mean, you need leverage. That's true. That's you don't even need leverage. I've often thought about starting a protection racket in Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. What? Would, what? Like, who would you? Who would you target with this racket? Well, just I all mean, businesses, businesses in a certain area. Businesses of a certain type. I think you'd have the most like leeway in like North Lawrence. I think mm -hmm. you could shake down North Lawrence businesses pretty easy because they're they're in like a police desert. They are, but I also feel like you got to watch your step because some of the you, you don't want to shake down the wrong place in, in North Lawrence. That's true. There are some businesses in North Lawrence. That if you're not willing to resort to violence, they might shake you down. In, I mean, most most parts of town, there's some spots. Yeah. You just got to pick your battles. I mean, the thing is, you don't need to be successful with every business. If, no, if, it's if, a like, numbers game. Yeah, like even every tenth business. Racketeering is a numbers game, it children. Is. It and is. That's what you need to take home from this episode. I, I feel like I feel like the library, like they would probably like they, you could probably get a good protection racket going. There. You, all, you you always miss the balls that you don't try to extort money out of. Um, I think you're uh, the senior center, like mm -hmm. you know, you could be like uh, this is a nice place you got here. Um, I I'd hate to hate to see something happen to it. Be, be a shame if a whole lot of young people were in here. Yeah, yeah, it's because uh, it, you're going to the nonviolent route. Right, right. right. Yeah. So we would, yeah, exactly right. We would just fill it with hipsters. And, it's a, know, it's like, a campaign of subtle terror. Yep, yep. We just like buy everybody in Cobb Valley, Cobb Valley Bar in North Lawrence a, a beer if they come to the senior center, and then the seniors just they won't know what to do. Yep, because there'll be so many mustaches and man buns. It's true. Although maybe they'll want to party. You never know. You never know. Depends mm. on the seniors. Depends on the center. Depends on the beer. Like, what kind of vibe is this? Are you are we putting down in the senior center? Well, probably a bad one because you're trying to. I mean, you're trying to extort them. So, 
Uh, I'm guessing like a, a heavy volleyball, beach volleyball, like bring your own sand to the senior center. We're playing volleyball. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think definitely like some top guys. Because then it's all sandy in there. Weirdly homoerotic, mm-hmm. like scantily clad men uh, in speedos volleyball. We're going to make this senior center like fucking Tatooine, and no one was happy on Tatooine. Man, that was a, a sharp right turn from Top Gun into, into Star Wars. I'm just saying, like, that, that really, but I'm, like we don't want to make it like the everyone loves the the volleyball and Top Gun. We got to make it like the volleyball in Star Wars. You know, the volleyball that was that was so bad they never showed it to us because they're like, no one wants to see this. Oh, no man. one, no one even enjoys oh, it man. here. It's like it's like a fat shirtless Gamorrean guard, mm-hmm. like oiled up, like, yeah, with playing with the. That's boys. how they kept in uh, shape. Yep, yep, beach volleyball. Yep, I want to see that now. I yeah. feel like I feel like. Uh, like well, here's the thing. We're ready to see it now. We weren't ready to see it back then. As a culture? Yeah. Well, Top Gun hadn't come out yet. We weren't. We hadn't been introduced to the idea That's of true. a beach volleyball scene yet. And so and so we certainly weren't ready to see Gamorrean guards doing it. But now we are. Yeah. I like the fact that in a movie about F-15 fighter jets, the most memorable scene is the, 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 the volleyball. Yeah. Yeah. Really, the one that holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. Speaking of things that don't hold up, Jesse the Body Ventura's performance in Predator not good, <laughs> not good. It's and his lines not great. Uh, a little, a little awful, a little homophobic, mm-hmm. uh, vulgar. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, the dialogue in general in the Predator just reads like. Some f- fucking skanky old white dude with a scotch and a cigar was like sitting there, like you don't want to be cool right now. They're going to the jungle on a mission, and like, like, and then her pants fall off, kind of guy, right? Is <laughs> writing this dialogue, and it's just terrible. But you know, um, the other thing, the saving grace is that the uh, the special effects don't really hold up particularly well either, but. It's still a fun movie to watch. Yeah, I mean, because especially you get about halfway through, like most of those guys are dead. Yeah, yeah. It takes it takes a real turn. It takes a real turn um, after the initial, and, and also the fact that they just go in and basically like this is the part that I had totally not remembered from the first time I've watched it is they basically go in and just massacre a camp. Oh, yeah. They just just kill the fuck out of everybody with extreme prejudice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is, like, the most, like, uh, American interventionist uh, incursion possible, right? Here's here's the entire history of our foreign relations with Latin American countries, like, in a a fucking 10 minutes of a movie. And Mm -hmm. they they just go in and destroy everything. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, we saved democracy. Mm-hmm. And then a fucking predator comes after him. And I, and I feel like as an indictment of capitalist intervention of the 50s and 60s, that aspect of the movie really holds up because then here are the repercussions, the silent, deadly repercussions mm-hmm. of those continual years of involving ourselves in a situation that we don't fully understand in a jungle yeah. we don't fully understand. I was about to say, we were pretty in there in the 70s and 80s, too. We were, we were, yeah, we were no, literally that's, funding... That's, that's true. That's we, true. We, were, we were addicting people in our inner cities to crack cocaine to fund a war in South America <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. So, directly. So there we go. So the Predator, is, you know, if you look at the Predator as a metaphor 
for the social, the societal ills being caused by that direct intervention. Mm-hmm. That I, I think it really is. It's the way. It's the way that Godzilla is like uh, basically decrying the, the the idea of nuclear weapons. You're saying that that Predator is basically it's the Godzilla of U.S. intervention in South America. That is exactly what I'm saying, and okay. I will I will die on that hill. Uh, yeah, no, I see it. Predator, I see it. Yeah. Oh man, what about Predator versus Godzilla? Like Godzilla's gonna win, but I want to see it. Yeah, like it depends on if it's like because it's gonna be you're gonna have to bring like a lot of predators, and they're gonna have to be doing a lot of predator shit trying to take like, and they're gonna keep fucking. It's gonna be a real like Wiley Coyote runner situation because they're not gonna do it. But I want to see him try. I just like. I just want to see like fifty predators doing shit in a movie. Like at the same, they're like, "Holy shit, this is gonna it's gonna take us all, guys." Like we're getting families together. I feel like there's 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 you have a whole lot of like cool fucking personal stories amongst these predators where they've come together to try to hunt the biggest game ever. (laughs) And but at the same time, it doesn't work. It's like Rogue One. They all still they still all die. Like all their character shit is maybe they resolve it, maybe they don't. But they're not getting out of this Godzilla fight. Like let's put some some real emotional weight behind the predator's journey. Man, man, that that that, uh, that I like it. I like it, mm-hmm. especially since like they would have a motivation because it was a nuclear blast that mm-hmm. killed the first predator. So they could it's be true. Like, you know, this monster is polluted by the same uh, weapon mm-hmm. that you know polluted uh, polluted and destroyed our friend. Um, yeah, and I, and I see a real kind of Gulliver's Travels like seed where they're like predators crawling all over Godzilla doing various like. Stabby, stabby things. I'm trying mm-hmm. to like net him and get him down, and that, that would just be He's hilarious. just like swiping. Yeah, it's like shrugging off predators. They're flying mm-hmm. everywhere. It's gonna be delightful. He's like breathing all over himself. Fine. He's like, fuck it. You get this. This is what you get. I feel like we're in a really creatively uh, fertile place in these past few. Episodes. I've always said that one the a movie I want to make really bad is one of those. You remember these movies? Like you see them every now. There's like uh, Wesley Snipes or like a Will Smith or somebody like. It's a kind of a Philip K. Dickish, like they're they're framed and the government's after them. There's a big conspiracy, and eventually they find out that the person at the top of the conspiracy is like maybe someone they knew or like someone important or someone whatever. And what I want to do is a, you've got a movie where someone's just they're hiding, they're on the run from the government, the car chases, crashes, shootouts, and then at the end you find out the person behind the whole conspiracy is fucking Godzilla. Nice. He goes to the restaurant where like the meeting's supposed to be going down, uh-huh. and it's just like there's a couple, like there's some some senator and like a general, and it's fucking Godzilla, and he's in a suit. Man, no, but that, then but then Godzilla sees that guy come in, and he just tears that suit off, and he's ready to fucking fight. Yeah, it could be like the the greatest trick Godzilla mm-hmm. ever played was convincing people he didn't exist. Tell me you don't want to see Wesley Snipes fight Godzilla at the end of a movie. I can't tell you that because it would be exactly. a lie. Here's because my- then even if the rest of the movie not that great, yeah. you, everyone will still be like, but you do get to see Wesley Snipes fight Godzilla at the end, and that's kind of it's worth watching at least once for that. Okay, and I feel like we can get enough money. We can get like we can recoup enough money that it's worth it. Here's here's my pitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, Kramer versus Kramer, mm-hmm. but in the end, mm-hmm. like the, the Kramer versus Kramer part is just the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Then the kid gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and even though they've argued about custody through the whole like first act of the movie, mm-hmm. they have to join together to kill the kidnappers of, mm-hmm. of this kid with extreme prejudice. 
and and then and then uh, then they fight it out on the top of a skyscraper. Yeah. at the end for who gets to keep the kid. Okay, so um, it's like it's like taken for Kramer versus Kramer two. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so we're definitely we're like amping up because mm-hmm. I I feel like the problem with Kramer versus Kramer is everybody looks at it like a drama. Because they didn't actually fight on the top of a skyscraper. It's true. Um, which I think is a big missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. For, you know, like we've not really seen how Dustin Hoffman would handle himself uh, in, a, in an action hero type role, and, yeah. and I feel like he's he's at the right age now to really bring that. Is he still alive? Yes. He's at the right <laughs> age now that to bring that. Pretty sure. Bring that home. Pretty sure. Bring that home. Or we could just do Kramer versus Kramer reboot, but mm-hmm. with the same actors and the kids like forty, and they're like arguing <laughs> over who gets custody. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm like I'm in my forties now. Uh, uh, I don't need a I don't need a parent. You guys have been doing this. You've been mm-hmm. Kramer versus Kramering for forty mm-hmm. years now, Hard. and it's it's real tedious. It's real tedious. Like you have to keep coming back to this courthouse every year while you Kramer versus Kramer, and like I've got a kid now, a kid mm-hmm. of my own. Right, and I'm in a happy marriage because I learned from you. I don't know, understand why we haven't just come to, to shorthand refer to the divorce process as Kramer versus Kramering. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. Nobody's ever like, yeah, we're gonna get Kramer versus Kramered, and so I got to go talk to a lawyer about that. Yeah, and they should. They mm-hmm. should. I mean, it, it, how has that not happened? You, you, How's Kramer versus Kramer not become the like the Kleenex? To the the facial tissues of divorce. I don't know. I don't know. What's wrong with America? Well, well lots of things, but why? <laughs> why, why is this one of them? This this is easy. This is a fucking. This is a softball, and we should have just crushed it out of the park. Hey, you know who else should be the Kleenex of uh, of, of of divorce? Is our sponsor Applebee's. Uh, Applebee's. It's not a bad place to have to meet with your soon-to-be ex if you're Kramer versus Kramering, or if you've already Kramer versus Kramered and you need to do a child exchange. Applebee's. Swap your kid at Applebee's. <laughs> wow. Wow. Good for before, during, and after Kramer versus Kramering. <laughs> We're here for you, buddy. We're here for you. I like that. What about the what about like the uh the like uh Kind of uh, the sister wife version of Kramer versus Kramer, which would be Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer. You just had, had an extra Kramer oh, in there, yeah. Or Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer versus Kramer. If there are two mm-hmm. Kramers, uh, Kramer Kramers, and they, or you, you got to do the thing where it's like it's Kramer versus Kramer, but like on the M's on the Kramers, like you you make like the the, the I and the V stand out to let you know it's the fourth one. <laughs> Or, yeah, Kramer versus Kramer 2, still craving. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. uh, We wrote a sketch once. uh, Well, Andy Morton wrote the sketch with an idea that was come up with by by Jack and I that you were fantastic in called Divorce House. And, you know, because everybody talks about murder houses in Mm -hmm. town, like, Oh, that's the murder house. And we were like, it'd be hilarious if somebody referred to a house in town as the divorce house. So like this real estate agent is showing a house and a pirate comes along and you were that pirate. You mm-hmm. tell tell the story of all the couples that got 
divorced in, in that house, or Kramer versus Kramer uh, in that house. Uh, and I always liked that sketch. That sketch had a, a, a fun place in my heart. So I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. That It was fun. I wrote something I was proud of once. Well, I had Andy write something I was proud of once. <laughs> if you really want to get technical about it. Andy wrote something that I had an idea for that I was proud of once. If you want to get super technical about things, Dad, Jesus, get off my ass. I'm 47. I'm 47 on Monday, dude. That's old. Yeah, man. I realize. Oh, wait. I will have been. I've been 47 for a little while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. You turned 47 back on Monday. Speaking of time travel and dates, uh, our 300th episode <laughs> oh, yeah, we were will be, because we talked about it briefly, but we kind of got distracted. The 300th episode is going to be Saturday, August 7th. It's probably going to be at Conroy's. We might have already like posted something on our social media about it being specifically at Conroy's by the time this episode comes out. That's the initial plan. But We're just waiting to hear back from Conroy. And the reason he hasn't gotten back to us yet is because I haven't contacted him yet. Yeah. So. He might have on, contacted us by now. Once again, we're sifting through the fucking strands of time right yeah, now. Yeah, but by now, I might. I might have, I might know this. Yeah, you'll find out where it is, but know that it's going to be August seventh. Yeah, and we will record it um, because, uh, and we might even stream it because I feel like we should have a hybrid. Bare, virtual yeah, bare minimum, we're, we will be streaming it so people can watch it live and maybe get into the chat or Cause, something. Because we understand, we'll we're out. all in different places with where we're where we're at comfort wise with going out. And, for some people, bars are a little bit much right now, and we understand that. And I, that nobody, not enough people, come to our shows to constitute a mm-hmm. an outbreak. So you're pretty safe. But yeah. um, we also generally spend a lot of time out on the like, you know, the the front, uh, what are they patio when yeah. we're there and not actually doing the recording. So yeah, and we will try to maintain. Um, I mean, the room is not huge, but it it's does have high ceilings and fans. So we'll have the fans on. All the fans going. We'll, we'll spread uh, people out as much as we can. We'll uh, also, depending on how people are actual, actually there, I feel like, you know, it's gotten a little tight there before a pandemic. My guess is it should be fun. Yeah. We'll make it we, work, people. We won't get, get vaccinated. Basically, get vaccinated now if you haven't. So you yeah, can come to you our could, show. You can actually complete the vaccination cycle before August 9th at this point. Seven. So. Seven. Sorry, before August 7th mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, shit. That's our time. That worked out really perfectly. It really did. We did a good episode. We did. Did you like this episode? Hashtag double deuce. I like you. Also, do you think we got the, the local businesses that would be best to approach for racketeering purposes wrong? Uh, let us know. What businesses do you think would be prime uh, targets for racketeering in our town? We live for your comments. Mm-hmm. We don't. I we mean, like them. We enjoy. We them. do like them. They make us laugh. But we can't live for them. There's not enough of them. Make, no, make more. No, if we were living off of them, we we would be dead. Yeah, boy, that's really depressing. Yeah, but uh, you know, be our life support. Yeah, we need this. Help us hang on on the jagged edge of life. Yep. Don't come stomp on these fingers when we're hanging off a cliff. Don't pull that plug. Give us a give us a hand. Give us a hand, and then we will extort money out of you because we are racketeers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know what? What? Okay. Okay. 
I just tried to edit. You just I know, but here, you check this back. out. Check yeah, this yeah, out. Yeah, check yeah, this yeah, out. I'm, I'm here's here's what here's here's you were wrong before. What kind of mobster do you want to be? Well, you yeah. want to be a mobster that 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 combines racketeering and rocketeering. And be oh, the man. racketeer. Racketeer. <laughs> Where you can you're you're doing yes. racketeering, but you yes. you use a jetpack to fly from business to business. Yep. You tell me that somebody isn't going to fucking pay you not to mess up their place if you flew there in a goddamn jetpack. You would not. You, Easiest I mean, racketeering job in the world. You have a point. You have a point. You got a cool helmet. Yep. He had a gun, but he didn't pull it much. Got a leather suit. Chewed a lot of bubble gum. America. That's yep. the thing. You can. In level of them on an American way. It's like, this is just America that's happening right now. Like, the, this is what America's all about. You giving me money for no good reason. I'm going to racketeer the shit out of Delaney and Lowe's. They, they, you know, they got all those mustards. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, I want money. Pay up in mustard. Mm-hmm. Pay up in mustard. Fucking mustard tearing. Yeah. You fly off in Could a jetpack. Get that sweet, That's sweet the life, brother. Mustard. That's that's that that's the final stage of capitalism is jetpack, jetpack racketeering, and mustard. The racketeer. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that Jurassic Park? Yeah, I don't know what the racketeer song is. Go with it. Yeah, I don't remember either. Right. I think they're still listening. I think they probably are. Uh, uh, oh yeah, Double Deuce. That's why they're still listening. Double yeah, Deuce. Yep. Good night. This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thank you for listening to the Double Deuce Podcast. We'd love it if you wanted to get a hold of us and let us know what you thought. You can reach us at doubledeucepod at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at Double Deuce Pod or Facebook Double Deuce Podcast. Yeah, and also you should uh, subscribe and you should rate and review and things. I hear that's good stuff to do, and it makes us feel good. And on the inside. Yep, and the outside. Both. I was walking with a limp, and then Rob Schulte left us uh, a nice review one time, and then my leg was healed. I threw my crutches to the ground, and I was healed because of your love. Give me your love. I need to eat your love and grow strong. Double deuce. Good episode.